What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome to the Autumn Wind Podcast. Coming to you here after a 26-25 heartbreaking loss at home against the Miami Dolphins. Another week and another blown lead in the final seconds of the game for John Gruden's Las Vegas Raiders. And we are left on the outside looking in, sitting at 7-8. and eight. There's a lot to uncover and there's a lot to unravel, but the season is all but over heading into the last game against Denver. Let's jump right into it here on the Out of Win Podcast. Here we go again. Another blown lead for the Las Vegas Raiders in the final moments of the game and another week where the Raider Nation, arguably the most passionate fan base in all sports, is left feeling empty and unfulfilled. I am Mike. I am your host, and I appreciate you jumping on the podcast to listen to my thoughts about the Raiders. This is the second to last game of the season, and the Las Vegas Raiders have officially been knocked out of playoff contention. That means John Gruden in three seasons has not made the playoffs in a second stint with the Raiders. And I have a lot to talk about, and I have a lot to say about John Gruden. But I'll say this. His second tenure with the Raiders has been nothing short of a disaster so far. And I'll explain why later. Unfortunately, I'll have an entire offseason to whine and complain about how bad John Gruden's been. But let's talk about this game first. The Raiders lost to the Dolphins. 26-25, last game at home in Las Vegas of 2020. A beautiful, multi, I believe billion dollar stadium that was empty. And it was physically empty. There were no fans in the seats at all this season. And quite honestly, it was emotionally empty as the Raiders finished with a losing record at Allegiant Stadium in 2020. And similar to last week, the Raiders had many opportunities to win this ball game. In fact, with 19 seconds left, I thought the Raiders had the game in the bag. I, I thought they had it in the bag. If you follow me on Twitter, at AutumnWinPod, you would have seen that I did not watch the game live. For the first time all season, I had to record the game and watch it later on. Now, I was very disciplined. I turned all of my phone conversations on mute. I had no idea what I was getting myself in for. It was actually kind of nice skipping through commercials, but the Raiders blow the lead. They blow the game. John Gruden blows the game, and uh, I'll tell you why uh, here momentarily. But let's just skip to, to the final, uh, to the fourth quarter, rather. That, that's where things really got hot and heavy, so to speak. So Tua Tagovailoa, the number five overall pick in the 2020 draft, the Tank for Tua campaign of the Dolphins, got benched for the second time this season. And this is not a Dolphin podcast. It's not an Alabama podcast. So I'm not going to go into the logistics of that dynamic in Miami. But Tua got benched for, for Fitz, Fitz Magic. It's either Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic. And unfortunately, it was Fitz, Fitz Magic in Vegas on Saturday night. So Tua was very underwhelming. In fact, I thought the Raiders' defense, up until Fitzpatrick coming into the game, probably looked the best they've looked all season outside of the Denver game. 
And I know that's not saying much, but they were rallying to the football. They had three sacks. No, none of them came from Max Crosby or Cleveland Farrell, who sidelined. But the defense was playing hard. You could see 11 black jerseys getting to the football uh, with Tua in the game. Tua was very conservative. He took three sacks, as I mentioned. He only had 94 yards passing through three quarters, but he got benched. And when Fitzpatrick came into the game, he was slinging it. Gruden called him a gunslinger, and uh, he, he definitely played that way as he, he drove the Dolphins down several times uh, to score, and, and, and quite honestly, he played well. But let me walk you through the sequence to end the game and what led up to it, okay? So I'm fast-forwarding to the fourth quarter here if you're with me. Uh, uh, quite honestly, when uh, where are we at here? So... The Raiders went into the fourth quarter with the lead. All right. They actually also let at halftime. They went into the fourth quarter with the lead, 16 to 13. Fitz comes in, drives the Dolphins to a field goal, tie the game. Only a few plays later, Carr hits Nelson Aguilar on an 85 yard bomb, catch and run, and the Raiders retake the lead. Now, Nelson Aguilar, uh, I hope he's back in a Raider uniform next year because he's been fantastic, quite honestly. But Daniel Carson misses a PAT, and my heart sinks. The Raiders, instead of being up seven, they're up six at 22-16. to 16. A few short plays later, Miami answers with Gaskin had a catch and run on some poor, poor tackling and poor angles from the Raiders. And then the Dolphins take the lead. So all of a sudden, after a very slow defensive game it turned into a shootout in the fourth quarter but it got very interesting late in the ball game so the Raiders had the ball inside the 10 yard line Nelson Aguilar forced a PI that really drove the Raiders all the way down the field it was a spot of the spot of the foul type penalty so inside of two minutes to play the Raiders are inside the 10 yard line now, this is where things get interesting, and this is where everyone's divided on it. And, and ironically, I, I think it's clear if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow this podcast, I'm not a fan of John Gruden. And I've been very, very, very critical of him for being too conservative. But ironically, I did not mind his thought process in that situation, and I'll tell you why. So uh, just to refresh your memory, inside the 10-yard line, the Raiders opted not to try to score. In fact, there was a play on second down where Josh Jacobs slid when he could have walked into the end zone. There was a game for the Atlanta Falcons earlier in the year where Todd Gurley scored in that same situation, gave the opposing offense a lot of time left, and they, and they scored to win the game. So Gruden's thought process is, I have a bad defense. Do I give Fitzmagic the ball back with about a minute 45 to play? and they'll need to score a touchdown to beat us, or do I give them the ball back with 19 seconds left to play, and they need a field goal to beat us? So Gruden was playing the numbers. He was playing the numbers. The likelihood of the Dolphins winning with zero timeouts was extremely unlikely. So although I've been critical of John Gruden, I'm not mad at that decision. I know we lost. I'm not mad at that decision. 
our good old friend Josh Dubow of the AP. And as a sidebar, if any of the listeners out there has a contact to Josh Dubow, I'd love to get in contact with him. He's responded to me on Twitter several times, but he has not responded to my invites to join the podcast. But anyways, here's a tweet from, from Josh. Team in the NFL since 2000, I think I'm going to say teams in the NFL since 2000, starting a drive inside their 25 in the final 20 seconds with a deficit of 1 to 3 points were 0 and 120 before Dolphins win over Raiders last night. So the likelihood of the Dolphins getting the ball back with 19 seconds left, zero timeouts, and winning the game was almost none. I mean, I mean, it was almost improbable and impractical to think the Dolphins could have won that game. So I'm not entirely mad at Gruden for that specific decision. Because quite honestly, if, if Josh Jacobs scores the touchdown and Fitz gets the ball back with a minute 45, I guarantee you they're going to score a touchdown to win the game with how bad this defense is. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube and watch the highlights of how the game against the Chargers ended on Thursday night in our previous game. So what happens? The Raiders kick a field goal. They take a one-point lead, right? Fitz hits a bomb, and Arden Key holds his face mask, and the Dolphins hit a 44-yard field goal to win the game. And just like that, after taking the lead with 19 seconds left, the Raiders lose. The only memory I ever have of Arden Key is him kicking Deshaun Watson in the face, and now of him helping the Dolphins set up a chip shot field goal to win the game. That's all I could say about Arden Key. He hasn't had a sack this season. So, why am I mad mad at Gruden if I agree with his game management in that situation? Because the state of the Raiders is a reflection of him. He is in full control. Every personnel decision, every coaching decision, every free agent decision, every play call is John Gruden. There are no checks and balances in this Raiders organization. In January of 2018, when Mark Davis signed Gruden to a 10-year, $100 million deal, he gave him money and he gave him power. And Gruden only answers to Gruden. So that's why I'm mad at Gruden. This is happening on his watch. Nobody else. I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. I don't care if they were in a cover two on the final seconds of the game. I don't care if Damon Arnett spazzed out. That is on John Gruden. Everything that happens with this Raiders team is happening on his watch. Those are his draft picks. Those are his free agents. Malik Collins, Corey Littleton, draft picks, Arnett, Abram, Furl, Crosby. I can go on and on. That's on Gruden. Two straight years. Of a second half of the season meltdown. 6 and 4 in 2019, finished 7 and 9. 6 and 3 2020, we're 7 and 8 right now. There's nobody, nobody else to look at than John Gruden. Same quarterback, all three years. Zero winning seasons. Three years of Gruden. Six first round picks. Six. One Pro Bowler. 
out of that six, Josh Jacobs, one. Darren Waller, hell of a story, hell of a football player. That was Greg Olson that spotted him from the practice squad of the Ravens, not John Gruden. Henry Ruggs, the number 12 overall pick in the 2020 draft, selected ahead of CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk and Jerry Judy and Chase Claypool. Yesterday, two targets, zero catches. Who do you blame? You know who I blame? John Gruden. But here's the problem. You signed him to a 10-year, $100 million deal. Full control. You let him gut this roster for a full rebuild. There are no checks and balances. The day John Gruden leaves the Raiders will be on John Gruden's watch, not Mark Davis's watch. And don't even get me started about Mike Mayock. He's just a talking head. If you think otherwise, you're mistaken. For as good as the 2019 draft class looked, it's regressed in a lot of ways outside of maybe Jacobs. Furl, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not. Abram, the jury's out on him. Mullen, he's solid. He had a rough game against the Chargers. I thought he was pretty good yesterday. Moreau, Foster Moreau, who looks good, looks good, is getting his snaps taken away from who? Jason Witten. Jason Witten yesterday, targeted five times, zero catches. Jason Witten, who's almost 40, who retired, left the league, and came back, is, is stealing targets and snaps and reps from Foster Moreau. That's on John Gruden. That is on John Gruden. Has the Raiders' offense generally been pretty good this year? Yeah, it has. It has. So I got to give Gruden some credit there. But yesterday, on five trips inside the 25-yard line, they walked away with four field goals and one touchdown. That is not good red zone offense. On third down yesterday, the Raiders finished 0-10. They did not convert a single third down in an entire football game. 60 minutes of NFL football, not a single third down converted. Gruden is predictable. Look at his record in December since 2006. Losing record. The guy cannot make adjustments as the season progresses. This offense started off hot to start the season, and it's cooled off big time. It's very frustrating. Does this roster seem to look better than last year? It does. When you watch the games, it's more aesthetically pleasing. When you look at a Darren Waller, when you look at a Nelson Aguilar, when you look at a Josh Jacobs. But guess what? None of that matters if you're not winning football games. It does not matter. So here we are for the second year in a row, sitting at 7-8, and eight, Going into a Week 17 game at Denver, that's essentially a meaningless game. 
if I'm not mistaken, last year, I don't think the Raiders were mathematically eliminated quite yet going into that Week 17 game. However, this year, they are. As it currently stands, the Raiders would have the number 16 pick in the draft in 2021. But guess what? I don't care. I don't care. Why do I not care? Because I don't trust John Gruden to, to, to make selections. Henry Ruggs has been a non-factor. Cleveland Furl has been a non-factor. Jacobs has been good. Arnett, non-factor. Abram, we'll see. I'm not very optimistic about this thing, and I'm sorry to be so dark, but I'm done being nice. I'm done being nice. It's going to be a long off-season. And when you really peel back the curtain under the John Gruden era of the Raiders, it is a dark place. It's a dark place. If Mark Davis is objective and makes a decision to fire John Gruden, I'm saying it on this podcast. I'm going to repeat it again. If Mark Davis fires John Gruden this offseason, I will shave my head into a bowl cut on Instagram Live and any other social media platform to show that that was the right decision in solidarity with Mark Davis. Why do I say that? Because I know it's not going to happen. John Gruden will be back for year four. And I love the Raiders so doggone much, I'm going to support them. And that's the toxic life of a Raider fan. They break your heart. They get your hopes up and they break your heart. The 2011 finale where they they win and they're in. Hugh Jackson and company, they blow it. They go 6-0 in the division in 2010. Can't make the playoffs. They were terrible against everybody else. 2019, 6-4, sputtered to a 7-9 record. And here we are again. This Raiders team breaks my heart. But like a toxic relationship, you just love the, love the other person so much, you can't walk away. And that's what brings me to record this podcast. There might be brighter days, but it's going to be a cold and long offseason for the silver and black. That's a wrap for this week's edition of the Autumn Wind Podcast. It's hard to believe that the season is wrapping up and there's only one game left, but I want to thank all of the listeners and supporters who've been following the podcast and supporting me along the way. I know the season has not gone the way we had hoped it would, but there's always another day. and There's always something to look forward to as a sports fan. Thank you for the support, and I look forward to creating more content down the road. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's well. And as always, just win, baby.